Lamor d'Artour. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Lars Rolander. Lemor d'Artour, Volume 2, by Sir Thomas Mallory. Chapter 10 This gentlewoman that ye lead with you is a maid? Sir, said she, a maid I am. Then he took her by the bridle and said, By the holy cross ye shall not escape me to fore. Ye have yolden the custom of this castle. Let her go, said Percivale. Ye be not wise, for a maid in what place she cometh is free. So in the meanwhile there came out a ten or twelve knights armed out of the castle, and with them came gentlewomen, which held a dish of silver. And then they said, This gentlewoman must yield us the custom of this castle. Sir, said a knight, what maid passeth hereby shall give the dish full of blood of her right arm? Blame have ye, said Galahad, that brought up such customs, and so God me save. I ensure you of this, gentlewoman, ye shall fail while that I live. So God me help, said Percivale, I had liefer be slain. And I also, said Sir Bors. By my troth, said the knight, then shall ye die, for ye may not endure against us, though ye were the best knights of the world. Then they let run each to other, and the three fellows beat the ten knights, and then set their hands to their swords, and beat them down and slew them. Then there came out of the castle a threescore knights armed. Fair lords, said the three fellows, have mercy on yourself, and have not ado with us. Nay, fair lords, said the knights of the castle, we counsel you to withdraw you, for ye be the best knights of the world and therefore do no more, for ye have done enough. We will let you go with this harm, but we must needs have the custom. Certes, said Galahad, for not speak ye. Well, said they, will ye die? We be not yet come thereto, said Galahad. Then began they to meddle together, and Galahad with the strange girdles drew his sword, and smote on the right hand and on the left hand, and slew what that ever abode him, and did such marvels that there was none that saw him but weened he had been none earthly man but a monster. And his two fellows halp him passing well, and so they held the journey everich in like hard till it was night, then must they needs depart. So came in a good knight and said to the three fellows, If ye will come in to-night, and take such harbour as there is, ye shall be right welcome, and we shall ensure you by the faith of our bodies, and as we be true knights, to leave you in such a state to-morrow as we find you without any falsehood. And as soon as ye know of the custom, we dare say ye will accord therefore. For God's love, said the gentlewoman, go thither and spare not for me. Go we, said Galahad, and so they entered into the chapel. And when they were alighted, they made great joy of them. So within a while the three knights asked the custom of the castle, and wherefore it was. What it is, said they, we will say you soon. Chapter 11
There is in this castle a gentlewoman, which we, and this castle is hers, and many other. So it befell many years agone, there fell upon her a malady, and when she had lain a great while, she fell unto a measle, and of no leech she could have no remedy. But at the last an old man said, and she might have a dish full of blood, of a maid and a clean virgin in will and in work, and a king's daughter, that blood should be her death, and for to anoint her withal, and for this thing was this custom made. Now, said Percival's sister, fair knights, I see well that this gentlewoman is but dead. Certes, said Galahad, and ye bleed so much ye may die. Truly, said she, and I die, for to heal her I shall get me great worship, and soul's health, and worship to my lineage, and better is one harm than twain. And therefore there shall be no more battle, but to morn I shall yield to your custom of this castle. And then there was great joy, more than there was to fore, for else had there been mortal war upon the morn, notwithstanding she would none other, whether they wold or nolled. That night were the three fellows east with the best, and on the morn they heard mass, and Sir Percival's sister bade bring forth the sick lady. So she was, the which was evil at ease. Then said she, Who shall let me blood? So one came forth and let her blood, and she bled so much that the dish was full. Then she lift up her hand and blessed her, and then she said to the lady, Madame, I am come to the death for to make you whole, for God's love pray for me. With that she fell in a swoon. Then Galahad and his two fellows start up to her, and lift her up and staunched her, but she had bled so much that she might not live. Then she said when she was awake, Fair brother Percivale, I die for the healing of this lady, so I require you that ye bury me not in this country, but as soon as I am dead put me in a boat at the next haven, and let me go as adventure will lead me, and as soon as ye three come to the city of Saras, there to enchieve the holy grail, ye shall find me under a tower arrived, and there bury me in the spiritual place, for I say you so much, there Galahad shall be buried, and ye also, in the same place. Then Percival understood these words, and granted it her weeping, and then said a voice, Lords and fellows, to-morrow at the hour of prime, ye three shall depart everych from other, till the adventure bring you to the maimed king. Then asked she her saviour, and as soon as she had received it, the soul departed from the body. So the same day was the lady healed, when she was anointed with all. Then Sir Percivale made a letter of all that she had holpen them, as in strange adventures and put it in her right hand, and so laid her in a barge, and covered it with black silk. And so the wind arose, and drove the barge from the land, and all knights beheld it till it was out of their sight. Then they drew all to the castle, and so forthwith there fell a sudden tempest and a thunder, 
lightning and rain, as all earth would have broken. So half the castle turned up so down. So it passed even song, or the tempest was ceased. Then they saw afore them a knight, armed and wounded hard in the body and in the head, that said, O oh God, succour me, for now it is need. After this night came another knight and a dwarf, which cried to them afar, Stand, ye may not escape. Then the wounded knight held up his hands to God that he should not die in such tribulation. Truly, said Galahad, I shall succour him for his sake that he calleth upon. Sir, said Bors, I shall do it, for it is not for you, for he is but one knight. Sir, said he, I grant. So Sir Bors took his horse and commended him to God, and rode after, to rescue the wounded knight. Now turn we to the two fellows. Chapter 12 Now says the story that all night Galahad and Percival were in a chapel in their prayers for to save Sir Bors. So on the morrow they dressed them in their harness toward the castle, to wit what was fallen of them therein. And when they came there they found neither man nor woman that he ne was dead by the vengeance of our Lord. With that they heard a voice that said, This vengeance is for bloodshedding of maidens. Also they found at the end of the chapel a churchyard, and therein might they see a threescore fair tombs, and that place was so fair and so delectable that it seemed them there had been none tempest, for there lay the bodies of all the good maidens which were martyred for the sick lady's sake. Also they found the names of Everich, and of what blood they were come, and all were of king's blood, and twelve of them were king's daughters. Then they departed and went into a forest. Now, said Percival unto Galahad, we must depart. So pray we our Lord that we may meet together in short time. Then they did off their helms and kissed together and wept at their departing. Chapter 13 Now saith the history that when Launcelot was come to the water of Mortois, as it is rehearsed before, he was in great peril. And so he laid him down and slept and took the adventure that God would send him. So when he was asleep, there came a vision unto him and said, Launcelot, arise up and take thine armour, and enter into the first ship that thou shalt find. And when he heard these words, he start up, and saw great clearness about him. And then he lift up his hand, and blessed him, and so took his arms, and made him ready. And so by adventure he came by a strand, and found a ship the which was without sail or oar. And as soon as he was within the ship, there he felt the most sweetness that ever he felt, and he was fulfilled with all thing that he thought on or desired. Then he said, Fair sweet Father Jesus Christ, I wot not in what joy I am, for this joy passeth all earthly joys that ever I was in. 
and so in this joy he laid him down to the ship's board and slept till day and when he awoke he found there a fair bed and therein lying a gentlewoman dead the which was sir percivale's sister and as launcelot devised her he spied in her right hand a writ the which he read the which told him all the adventures that ye have heard to fore and of what lineage she was come so with this gentlewoman sir launcelot was a month and more if ye would ask how he lived he that fed the people of israel with manna in the desert so was he fed for every day when he had said his prayers he was sustained with the grace of the holy ghost so on a night he went to play him by the water-side for he was somewhat weary of the ship and then he listened and heard an horse come and on riding upon him and when he came nigh he seemed a knight and so he let him pass and went there as the ship was and there he alighted and took the saddle and the bridle and put the horse from him and went into the ship and then launcelot dressed unto him and said ye be welcome and he answered and saluted him again and asked him what is your name for much my heart giveth unto you truly said he my name is launcelot du lac sir said he then be ye welcome for ye were the beginner of me in this world ah said he are ye galahad yea forsooth said he and so he kneeled down and asked him his blessing and after took off his helm and kissed him and there was great joy between them for there is no tongue can tell the joy that they made either of other and many a friendly word spoken between as kin would the which is no need here to be rehearsed and there everich told other of their adventures and marvels that were befallen to them in many journeys since that they departed from the court anon as galahad saw the gentlewoman dead in the bed he knew her well enough and told great worship of her that she was the best maid living and it was great pity of her death but when launcelot heard how the marvellous sword was gotten and who made it and all the marvels rehearsed afore then he prayed galahad his son that he would show him the sword and so he did and anon he kissed the pommel and the hilt and the scabbard truly said launcelot never erst knew i of so high adventures done and so marvellous and strange so dwelt launcelot and galahad within that ship half a year and served god daily and nightly with all their power and often they arrived in isles far from folk where there repaired none but wild beasts and there they found many strange adventures and perilous which they brought to an end but for those adventures were with wild beasts and not in the quest of the sangreal therefore the tale maketh here no mention thereof for it would be too long to tell of all those adventures that befell them chapter fourteen so after on a monday it befell that they arrived in the edge of a forest to four across and then saw they a knight armed all in white and was richly horsed and led in his right hand a white horse and so he came to the ship and saluted the two knights on the high lord's behalf and said 
Galahad, sir, ye have been long enough with your father. Come out of the ship and start upon this horse, and go where the adventures shall lead thee in the quest of the Sangreal. Then he went to his father and kissed him sweetly and said, Fair sweet father, I wot not what I shall see you more till I see the body of Jesus Christ. I pray you, said Launcelot, pray ye to the high father that he hold me in his service. And so he took his horse, and there they heard a voice that said, Think for to do well, for the one shall never see the other before the dreadful day of doom. Now, son Galahad, said Launcelot, since we shall depart and never see other, I pray to the high father to conserve me and you both. Sir, said Galahad, no prayer availeth so much as yours, and therewith Galahad entered into the forest. And the wind arose and drove Launcelot more than a month throughout the sea, where he slept but little, but prayed to God that he might see some tiding of the Sangreal. So it befell on a night at midnight he arrived afore a castle on the back side, which was rich and fair, and there was a postern open toward the sea, and was open without any keeping save two lions kept the entry, and the moon shone clear. Anon Sir Launcelot heard a voice that said, Launcelot, go out of this ship, and enter into the castle, where thou shalt see a great part of thy desire. Then he ran to his arms, and so armed him, and so went to the gate, and saw the lions. He set the hand to his sword, and drew it. Then there came a dwarf suddenly, and smote him on the arm so sore, that the sword fell out of his hand. Then he heard a voice say, O man of evil faith and poor belief, wherefore trowest thou more on thy harness than in thy maker? For he might more avail thee than thine armour, in whose service that thou art set. Then said Launcelot, Fair Father Jesus Christ, I thank thee of thy great mercy that thou reprovest me of my misdeed. Now see I well that ye hold me for your servant. Then took he again his sword, and put it up in his sheath, and made a cross in his forehead, and came to the lions. And they made semblant to do him harm. Notwithstanding he passed by them without hurt, and entered into the castle to the chief fortress, and there were they all at rest. Then Launcelot entered in so armed, for he found no gate nor door, but it was open and at last he found a chamber whereof the door was shut, and he set his hand thereto to have opened it, but he might not.